0: The other day, I had scheduled an oil change for 8.30 in the morning for my car at the dealership. When I arrived, the service door went up, and there's this long line of cars sitting in front of me, not going anywhere. I'd never been to the dealership when there were that many cars stacked up waiting to have the service orders written. Then I figured, well, I could be here a while because the door at the other end wasn't open. Nothing was going to go out. The dealership also has an alignment machine to check your front end alignment as you pull in the service bay. The cars were backed up almost to that. Not knowing how the machine truly operated, I didn't want to park in the middle of it to cause it to be trying to function when it couldn't. So I stopped a little short. And I'm waiting there as patiently as anybody can. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> Soon another vehicle comes in behind me. And I hear a horn beep. I figured somebody just accidentally had a horn somewhere. And in a little while I gentleman gets out of the vehicle and behind me and he comes up to my window and asks me if I can't move forward. I ask him where was I going to go. The door at the other end is still shut. No vehicles are moving. And he says, you can put two cars in front of you. If there were smart cars parked side by side, you could put two cars in there. Gotcha. But nonetheless, I pulled forward to appease the gentleman. The line of cars still wasn't moving. The door still closed. But moving the car forward is kind of like going down the highway and watching the little Volkswagen come up behind the semi-truck and tailgate it, like you're going to push it forward. It doesn't change a thing. Perhaps the man was late for work, not feeling well or had gotten in an argument with somebody else. Perhaps he just needed some instant gratification for the moment, but nothing else changed. The line wasn't moving. I know there have been times when I have said things I shouldn't. I never intend to disparage anyone, publicly or privately. And if I should please don't hesitate to tell me about my errors. I'm a work in progress. I've got a ways to go. When we get impatient and seek instant gratification, it frequently doesn't go well for us. Let's take a look at how it worked for others in the Bible, the ones that came before us. If you have your Bible with you, we'd like to start in Genesis, the second chapter. We'll start the verse 16, 16 and 17. Genesis chapter 2, 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge, Of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Let's skip now to Genesis 3, verses 1 through 14. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from that tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some of the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and eat dust all of the days of your life. Eve you saw that the fruit was pleasing to the eye. If she could get gratification of being like God, gaining knowledge of good and evil, have her eyes opened... And not die just from eating a fruit that had been forbidden? What harm could there be? After all, the serpent had told her she surely would not die. We know the consequences that result from Adam and Eve eating the fruit, bread and the fruit. But can any of us honestly say that we might not have fallen prey to the temptations of the serpent? What a temptation to eat a fruit and be like God. If we could gain knowledge and be like God for merely eating a high-appealing fruit, would we ourselves not have taken the opportunity? We may have been so eager for the instant gratification of that temptation... that the temptation may have outweighed any perceived consequences of those actions. There are pastors today who are telling their congregations that they can be like God. That's false teaching. We should all strive to be like Christ in his love and compassion, but we will never be like God. We cannot make something from nothing. If we continue down to Genesis chapter 4, starting at verse 2. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked on favor on Abel and his offering but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor so Cain was very angry and his face was downcast then the Lord said to Cain why are you so angry why is your face so downcast if you do what is right will you not be accepted but if you do not do what is right sin is crouching at your door It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. The Bible does not tell us why Cain's offering was not looked on with favor. We don't know if Cain's offering was not up to God's standards or it was an issue of his heart. But God did tell Cain that if he did what was right, he would be accepted. We do know that Cain was angry and plotted to murder his brother. Perhaps Cain thought that by murdering his brother that his competition would be eliminated and therefore his offering would be acceptable. Going on down to Genesis chapter 25, starting at verse 21. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife, Rebecca became pregnant. The babies jostled within each other, within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, Quick, let me have some of the red stew. I am famished. That is why he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is a birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank, and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Esau was famished, and his only interest was in his immediate needs. He wanted to eat right now, no matter what The consequences. He sold his birthright for the instant gratification of the food provided. The birthright was a special honor given to the firstborn son. It came with the honor of one day becoming the leader of the family, and it also included a double portion of the inheritance. The oldest son could give up or sell their birthright, but in doing so, they would be giving up their future leadership. Position in the family as well as the material possessions of the inheritance. Through manipulation and deceit Jacob received the birthright from Esau. Jacob was working on his own instant gratification but God had already declared that the blessing would be his and God would have worked it out in some other way if Jacob had given him time. What are we willing to give up for instant gratification? Moving on to Exodus chapter 32 starting with verse 1. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain they gathered around Aaron and said come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us "'Up out of Egypt? "'We don't know what has happened to him.' "'Aaron answered them, "'Take off your gold earrings "'that you, your wives, "'your sons and daughters are wearing "'and bring them to me.' "'So all of the people took off their earrings "'and brought them to Aaron. "'He took what they handed him "'and made it into an idol "'cast in the shape of a calf, "'fashioning it with a tool.' Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down because your people, whom you brought out of Egypt, have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them, and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it, and have said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses. They are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought favor of the Lord, his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out so that he could kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger. Relent and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel to whom you swore by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And I will give your descendants all this land I promised them. And it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. The Israelites had been brought out of slavery from Egypt. They had seen all the plagues that God had done to the Egyptians they had seen the Red Sea parted so that they could cross on dry land as they were being pursued by the Egyptians. God had provided manna for them in the morning and quail for them in the evening. They had seen Moses strike a rock and water to come flowing from it for them to drink. Even though they had witnessed all that God had done for them, they still wanted to worship an idol. They wanted the instant gratification that would come from their revelry party. Satan is always trying to use some form of instant gratification. Unfortunately, most forms of instant gratification are only temporary. There is one form of instant gratification that is long lasting. That is the gratification that comes from accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Are you ready today to get one space closer to Jesus? He's ready and waiting for you. If today you would like to receive Jesus Christ and the gratification that will not quickly dissipate, won't you come forward as we sing? Accepting Jesus does not mean that you're Troubles and trials will magically disappear. But it does mean that Jesus will be with you to give you guidance and peace. And an unspeakable joy. Are you ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Won't you come now?